General Uli. Welcome to episode 160 on Saturday, January 16th of the TriGames.net podcast. Somehow I think that's some kind of numerology here, but it really isn't because I'm stupid. Uh, I'm your host, Austin, and here's my co-host, Al. Hi. We are missing our third participant because he's got prior engagements. I think it's something like Fight Club. I, I don't know. He he left some that's, mysterious... He's not supposed to talk about it. I know, but I, I, I'm, I'm talking about it because I'm not part of the club, so oh, I don't have no. to... Fu- I don't have to follow the rules. You're going to get shot. I mean, I'm gonna get fought. I'm going to get fought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get fought. I'm going to get fought it against. Um, and I am I am a little bit upset about my phone, which uh, no longer functions properly. The keyboard just does not work. Um, but the screen turns on, so I, I, I can get a call, and I can see that I'm getting a call, but I can't respond to it. So that's even more frustrating. It's like having an arcade cabinet in your house without a joystick. But everything else works, so it's it's kind of depressing. Um, so we're not going to do a topic today because I'm mad about my phone, and the world should revolve around me and my happiness. Is that true? It is true. I guess it is true. Yay. Um, but we will do a long-ass Let's Rebooting. Um, Hopefully. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat, uh, the first one, and if we have a little bit of time, we might go into the second one before the advent of the Run button. Um mm. Which, you know, give or take, is a good or a bad thing. I don't know. It depends on... Some people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, But as usual, we are going to start off by talking about the stuff we've been playing for the past week. Uh, I've been playing My Phone is Dead. Al, what have you been playing? I've been playing... Final Fantasy Dissidia, or should I say Dissidia Final Fantasy. Ah. Um, That's a new addition to your family, right? Something like that. I'm like 20-something hours into that game now. Jesus! Um. Yeah. Granted, it's been a, a you know since I got it, I played for at least an hour or two a day. Right. Because um, the first time we talked about it on the podcast was last week, and you're already jeez. Yeah. You're, you're a marathon runner. Well, not even. It's just that work has been extremely, extremely, extremely light, and when I haven't been ultra sleepy because I haven't getting any sleep this week, um, I spent good amounts of time actually playing the game and not really doing too well if I may say so myself at certain things but All right. um, I did do quite a bit of uh, the story mode I finished pretty much all the story except for the hardest ones which are the Final Fantasy 1 and 6 Destiny Odysseys mm-hmm. uh, I, last week I did mention that um, like they don't keep records but they actually do um it just unlocks itself later, so then it tells you like how many, how much damage you've done per character. It's kind of like Smash Brothers. Like, Wait, what do you a, mean it unlocks itself later? The rec, like the the record keeping. Yeah, um, you get a museum mode, which is oh, okay. uh, locked away in the beginning of the game, and then after you either play for a certain amount of hours or play a certain number of story modes or whatever, um, it opens up, and then you're able to see uh, records. Actually, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the records are in the museum. Um, you can see, uh, well, not see, but you can record playback, you know, not playback. You can record videos of the fights so you can play them back later. 
and you can actually turn them into AVIs, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can put them on the computer. Uh, let's see. There's character profiles where um, Pinello from Final Fantasy XII, like her portrait is in there, and it's basically supposed to be her talking about each of the characters, and it tells you about the <clears throat> stats, or not stats, but the weapons that they can use, and the uh, types of HP and bravery abilities that they can learn. So it gives you an idea of what that person plays like. Mm-hmm. I did some versus battles with a friend of mine at work, and uh, the game is really fun. I mean, it's like craziness, and on top of the craziness, there's just so much stuff that is that that you want to unlock, that you want to achieve, that you want to complete, that you want to get access to, um, and it, it's just nuts. Like, I, I wish I could spend 20 hours in a two-week period on... Uh, an RPG. That way I can, like, you know, get somewhere in it. Um, I also finished Final Fantasy X, uh, which is really funny because I think last week I was like, I'm almost at the end of Final Fantasy X, or I'm at the end of Final Fantasy X. And I was, like, after a week of playing it, but, like, three years beforehand was when I actually started playing it. Right. Um, that ending was kind of sad. But the final boss battle was like not the final final boss, but the boss before the final boss. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. To clarify, since all Final Fantasy games have twenty nine zillion transformations, no, not even that. It wasn't a transformation. Um, oh, I mean this this boss had a transformation, but the the boss was ridiculous. I mean, the big bad boss. It was unbelievably hey, ridiculous. Titus, you want to fight the boss? Hey, your face. I don't sound like this really. I swear you sound like Joe and Mac, the caveman ninja. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Data East. Yeah. I love that game. Now, I used to actually have... That was like my second um, Super Nintendo game. I never played it. I used to rock that game because that, that, that was like the only other game I had besides Mario World. I, I wanted to play it because I saw, like they had a spread of it in Nintendo Power like with the maps and everything that they used to do. Mm-hmm. And like it looked really colorful, so I'm like, this is a colorful game with good graphics on Super Nintendo. I want to play it, and I never played it. Then I saw they came out with an NES version. I'm just like, are they doing this with every single game that they come out on SNES? <laughs> but, but, um, um, yeah, so after I beat that boss, which took me a good whole three tries because um, it was just that hard. Um... The the final 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 boss was unbelievable, just like the complete one eighty. Um only because well, I, I don't wanna spoil anything, but I, I don't know if this I could actually spoil by saying this. So hmm. I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say it. Okay. It, it is impossible to lose. Oh, it's like it's like Omni Slash. Yes, it's like Omni Slash. Exactly. It's like, right. what should I do here? I think you should do Omni Slash. Yeah, but it's not as simple as Omni Slash. No, it's I, actually I know. a puzzle, which is cool. But at the same time, it's like, it's good because you just went through like the, the toughest, most edge of your seat experience in in the the boss before this. That right. you deserve the abilities that you get that make it so that you can't lose. It, it's 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 cool. And then at the end, it's like, how do I fucking beat this guy? Because uh, that that boss that that final final boss fight could never end if you don't end it right, and um, it, if you're like me and you don't have the celestial weapons and you you can't do over ten thousand damage or nine 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 damage, then 
you're absolutely not going to win unless you do certain tricks. Okay. And uh, that's, you know, if you're a Final Fantasy kind of kind of cat, then, you know, you can... Final um, Fantasy kind of cat. Hey, Final Fantasy kind of cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> you could um, you could knock them out just like that, and just like how I did, and it's over. Knock these shit out, son. So um, I did that, and yesterday, uh, because you know, I'm trying to get, you know, my next games on, because I finished Final Fantasy X, I gave myself like a, a couple of hours break. Mm-hmm. Um, I before I get to what I played yesterday, uh, I will mention that I started playing uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed, Star Wars Star Wars The Force Unleashed, and uh, that game is pretty fun. Like opening the game, it's like uh, you play Star Vader, and you know this is when he goes through Kashyyyk and he's just, like destroying everything. He he walks like you can run. But it's best to just, like, take the badassness of Darth Vader, like, right after he got turned into Darth Vader, well, between 3 and 4 of mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, and he's just, like, walking through Kashyyyk, and everybody's, like, trying to shoot at him, and he's nonchalantly blocking the bullets with his, um, with the lightsaber and also with his hand. Um, then he'll do, like, the, the Force Blast and stuff, and the Force Blast will just knock everybody, like, every which way. And then if you want to get into really, like, in, in somebody's face, you can just, like, hack and slash them with the lightsaber. Right. Um, it, it gives you, like, a really strong feeling of empowerment, which I liked about um, that opening. And then you go and you find the uh, the kid apprentice. And, and he's really, like, slow and lumbering, right? And so at first you're just like, this is what I've heard. And so at first you're like, oh, well, he just walks slow. And then you're just like, well, it doesn't matter because he's – Fucking awesome! It doesn't. <laughs> he can yeah. walk as slow as he wants. Yeah, he's he's really slow. And the the only thing about it is that like every time he get happens to get hit with something, he just gets his energy right back. So he's completely <laughs> invincible. Right. And um, it it was just cool. They'll open up the game like that, and then you get to uh, Star Killer. You know, they they fast forward to the point where you actually start playing the game. And I did the. Uh, first mission, we had to kill the first Jedi Master, and that was right. really fun, just taking, picking up stuff and throwing it at people, picking up people and throwing them left and right, and just being very destructive. It, like, it makes me really want to play Prototype, because... He, he's being a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, you know, in Prototype, you, you really have the license to, uh, be destructive. It's, it's about being destructive. Uh, whereas Force Unleashed isn't necessarily about being destructive, but it gives you a lot of uh, that destructive ability in the game. And you gain levels and stuff, and you get, uh, upgrade your abilities and whatnot. Um, so I'm at the start of the second level. I haven't been able to play it for the rest of the week because it takes a, quite a bit of uh, brain power. Like, it makes me tired because of all the huh. sound and... All of the oh. visuals and all the action. It's very stimulating. It's a, there's a lot of stimulation. Yeah, and you know, with my surround sound, it's completely, you know, it's a Star Wars game. Right. And if you watch a Star Wars movie with Dolby Digital and THX pumping through your speakers, you'll realize that the sound is very strong. And you play a Star Wars video game, and it has that exact same power of a Star Wars movie. Right. It's absolutely nuts. And you know, you're blowing up TIE Fighters with your bare hands. What the fuck? Um, so I played that, and finally yesterday I 
put in Bioshock, and I suck at that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at Bioshock. Um, I am at this area where I have to sneak into this um, uh, the Wharf Master's office. I'm like at the Fisherman's Wharf or something like that, mm-hmm. and so like I'm running through the area, popping people in the head and whatnot. And trying to harvest little sisters because I'm a little bastard like that. So, <laughs> um, it takes me forever to actually like kill the big daddies, of course, because I don't have the ammunition to do so, really. Um, let's see. I died quite a few times on quite a few big daddies, and I'm, I'm pissed off that like there's some big daddies that walk around by themselves, and then there's some that walk around with the little sisters, like almost like they respawn, I guess. Yeah. And I was fighting one that had a little sister with him, and he was critical, but he killed me mm-hmm. on some fluke shit. And I came back to the <laughs> that area. That was bullshit. He didn't really kill me. <laughs> um, I came back to that area, and there was one there, and I killed him. It had the same energy, but there was no little sister. And I was like, fuck. And I wasted my progress because I jumped down from the upper wharf to the lower wharf, which, of course, the lower wharf is back beforehand and I was I was kind of messed up there because um, I had to run all the way back then I went back up to the top and there was another big daddy with a little sister with full health and after a couple of tries I killed him but then I was a little overzealous and I jumped off the upper wharf to go to the lower wharf and I had no health and I died and then they had me respawn all the way back like before not in between the upper and lower wharf, but before the lower wharf. And I was like, what the fuck? But I managed to get back and uh, harvest the little sister, and I only have one left to find in that area. Uh, but I did, um, what did I do? I made it into the wharf master's office, and I got the research camera, where you can take pictures of the enemies like while they're shooting the shit out of you. <laughs> and um, you, the more pictures you take of them, and the different ones, because you can't take pictures of the same one over and over again, or else you won't get credit. Um, uh-huh. The better it is, not the better it is, but the more uh, damage and other things you can do to kill them more efficiently. Why do I feel like somebody had a conversation about the research camera? Er? Uh, I, I think. Are maybe, you getting flashbacks? <laughs> yeah, I think back when I was working at uh, technical support over at Cablevision, um, I. I think that the guys, when they were playing Bioshock and they went through it, they were talking about how stupid the research camera is because, um, because while they're like shooting the hell out of you, you mm-hmm. take a picture of them, and granted that it helps you out and everything like that, but it puts you at a disadvantage because you know everything is so limited in the game, where you know your first aid is very limited, and a lot of times you're running around without a first aid packet, like you know what, I'll get as far as I can get, and I die, and I'll just go right back to the uh, Vita Chamber. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I I think I had a memory of that, or I, I thought it was maybe you who had the discussion about it, but I guess it wasn't because you would have remembered. No? Yeah. No, I... I I'm ch- maybe it was Tony, because mm-hmm. Tony was playing Bioshock for quite a while, and he That's was talking true. about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck Tony! So, uh... Oh, yeah. we missed Tony. His computer still is dead! Yeah. <laughs> like my phone. Aw. But my phone matters more because it's my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I like played a level in Trine 
right after I finished mm. Final Fantasy X, I played Level and Trying. I need to get up on that. It's just my laptop won't install it. Mm. It's a pretty tough game once it once you get like a little further than um you you're using all three of the characters like to their fullest extent and there's skeletons like flying at you all over the place, some blowing fire at you, some have shields, some have bow and arrow. Uh-huh. And it, it's really cool. Um definitely worth a play. And the physics are 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 what it's probably most not not most known for, but it's is it's the most prominent feature, I guess, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Because... Or is it is it just more just the general aesthetic? No, I think that it's it's the most prominent thing because you the wizard relies on uh physics of like the boxes when he creates the boxes you can right uh you you levitate them you can stack them on things you can throw them on top of the enemies to kill them you can create bridges uh, I don't know what the other thing he can create is but he has, every person has three skills mm-hmm. uh, the assassin or not assassin the thief has uh arrows and then fire arrows and uh she can swing everything's better with fire yeah and then the warrior has uh, a charge attack and uh don't remember what the other thing was that he could do but with the charge attack he can also excuse me he can also pick stuff up and throw them which is really funny because he just like he can pick enemies up too no no just like rocks but you pick up the rocks and throw them at enemies oh okay yeah, it'd be kind of awesome if you could pick up the enemies and just throw them at other enemies like Mario. Yeah, it, it wouldn't really be too logical because they're like fucking skeletons. With uh, all the enemies are skeletons. You should pick um, them apart and throw the bones at the other enemy, the other skeletons. <laughs> You'd be like, "I'll bone you." Yeah, yeah. You like that bone? Mm. Whoa. Uh, uh, I'm dead. I can't feel it. <laughs> Why did uh, you do this yeah. to me when I was alive? I hope that I can find some time. Uh, maybe this weekend, since it's a quote-unquote long weekend. <laughs> it should be a long weekend for everyone. This is an important weekend, but no, some companies are racist. Right. Like mine. Aww. <laughs> um, I need to play these demos that are on my 360. <laughs> I have a demo of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. I have a demo of Bayonetta. And you just haven't used any of them yet? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't turned them on once. Oh. I have a demo of Bayonetta and, de- and a demo of Arkham Asylum. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think, if I like Arkham Asylum, I'm going to wait for the Game of the Year edition. It seems like there's going to be a Game of the Year edition coming out. Yeah, I hope Steam sells it for, for five bucks again since I missed it the last time. <laughs> Not five bucks, but you know, I was saying there was like that whole package. Yeah, they'll probably sell for five dollars or, well, ten dollars. Five dollars. Fifteen dollars, like, in July. Right. I hope that happens. <laughs> One of the midweek... It, it, it's insane. Okay, so they have the holiday sales and they have the weekend deals. But then, like, I, I happened to boot it up, like, on a, on a Tuesday, and it was like, midweek sale! I'm like, what? Yep. There's a sale every day. What's yeah, the point? There's, Just, there's sales, know. like, between Tuesday and Thursday. And then Friday uh, through Sunday, it's uh the uh, weekend sale. So the only oh day they God. really don't have sales is, like, Monday afternoon and Tuesday <laughs> morning. Because they're, they're coming up with what the next sale should be on that day. And then they change, like, what the sale is. Like, it'll be, like, midweek sale. Like, for example, this one is, like, Colin McRae, Dirt 3. And Dirt then, 3? Yeah. They're up to 3? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. 2. As okay. Well. You scared me. So, you scared Colin, me. Colin McRae, like Dirt movies. 2 is $19.99 until Monday, right? But uh, okay, okay. they yeah. also have another weekend deal with there's some, uh, some stupid cart game. Like a, Yeah, I saw that one. And it's, like, free all weekend. So here it is, zero gear, 
Multiplayer mm, combat. Zero gear. Free, free till Sunday. Save oh, isn't 25% that lovely? until January 18th. Oh. Crazy. Zero gear. I want zero gear. Alright, so that's all I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, I had a question for you about the city that I forgot about until now. Um, I was watching a giant bomb quick, and I and I don't think I've asked this before, but I might have. I was watching a giant bomb quick look, and on one of the stages, like they were basically running around, and they kept on falling off of platforms. And that was the point where I thought to myself, I don't want to play a game like this, like that's fighting, but with platforming. How is is that at all prominent? Or or maybe they were just playing kind of like one stage that happened to have like some stupid platforming to it. Uh, well, some of the stages have little broken platforms and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it's it, I don't even bother with that shit. <laughs> it's like, all right, you can choose to run around manually and you know use the ground. Well, there, there's a certain character. Well, not a certain character. I'll just say, uh, Furion for example, is a master on the ground, but in the okay. air his moves are like fire and blizzard and thunder, like level uh-huh. one spells, like little bullshit that doesn't even little do bullshit. much damage. It is. It, it pisses me off because I like the, the mid-air stuff, but I also like Furion. Like, he's my highest level character. Mm-hmm. But the problem with Furion is that he is... First off, for level 24, having only one HP attack is not good. Mm-hmm. And his air attack and his ground attack is the exact same move. Uh, it's it's a very slow charging. Like, you can see it coming. Uh, uh-huh. Or you can not see it coming, but you can see it developing. Because it's a right. very fast arrow. But he shoots an arrow from the bow and arrow. But you can see it because he's like, I'm shooting a bow and arrow. <laughs> ah, right? Does he announce it exactly in that voice? I'm no. sure he does. No. but I'm like shooting that. a bow and arrow. <laughs> And so, like, most of the people I fight, they can see that coming, so they dodge. And it's a long-range attack, so it's something that you will want to do from long-range, but they can see it coming, so what's the point? And then you do it from short-range, they hit you while you're trying to shoot it. So, um, the best way to really do things with him is to be on the ground, and you run around and dodge their attacks or block their attacks, and then you use your bravery attacks to... um like, you do massive combos and stuff, and then you can throw them in the massive air. Massive damage. And uh, go into chase, where every time you hit them, you have to press the X button, and then you follow them like Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. Um, and you uh, hit them to the point where your bravery attack will probably kill them, and then, as opposed to doing a bravery attack during chase mode, you do an HP attack during chase mode, and then he'll just, like, attack with one of his other weapons. Um, until I can get a different... HP move, that's really like the only way I can win. But on levels like with platforms and stuff, really all you gotta do is like jump in the air and then use your air dash, your free air dash, which Mm -hmm. is R and triangle, and you just shoot right toward the person. And um, falling off the platforms doesn't really result in much, I mean, you just lose a little bit of bravery if you happen to stay in the void and it's like the little black hole is like eating at you and then it teleports you back to the nearest platform. But honestly, if you fall off something, you can always just press triangle and run back up the wall while you're falling. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the platform's not really... Uh, they're not an obstacle, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I guess since it was a quick look, like they, they weren't completely familiar with uh, like the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. So they were just playing it and... um. 
Oh, a Skype uh, message just popped up saying that Ish, uh, a friend of the podcast and uh, uh, a former listener, I don't know if he has been listening recently, just turned 18. Sure so did. I will, uh, I will send, send happy birthday to Ish, and I will do that right now on Facebook because he's actually a Facebook friend. Um, so I will say that he has turned 12. No. Happy birthday, bro. I mean, yeah, let's say you're 21. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Share. So, uh, yeah, so I guess it, it was one of those things where they're just like, oh, look, I fell down a platform. Oh, look, it's Brad who's playing. Oh, look, Brad always dies. Ha, 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 let's laugh at Brad. Um, but because they, they, the thing is they kept on falling down, right, into like a bottomless pit type thing, and they kept on like having to reset. Not reset the PSP, but like it, the, the stage would reset them on the platform. Right. Right That's usually them, what happens. So. It saps a little bit of your bravery, and then it puts you back onto the platform as if, like, you know, if you didn't know how to get yourself back up, it wouldn't stick you down there. Right. Hopefully. Well, that, that is the hallmark of fair game design. Yeah. Like, uh, don't put me down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, um. Ooh, excuse yeah, me. That was terrible. There are a lot of levels that are just like flatland, and then there's some levels with walls and stuff. So you're doing a lot of wall running. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there are some levels that are uh, fragmented, but the the fragments don't really do much. I mean, the best thing about those levels is that you can, like, chase your opponents down and then slam them down into the void so that they lose even more bravery while you're attacking them. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm t- Now I kind of want to play it because, like, cause, you it's know, really I got good. Crisis Core for 10 bucks, and I'm like, well, it was 10 bucks. Maybe I should play that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good game, too. But um, did you beat that, or mm. are you still playing it? I finished Crisis Core. You finished it. How, and finished how long did that take? Twenty hours. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. I finished well, it, it before I game. finished um, seven. I I played that, and then I played seven, and I watched Avengers. Oh, uh, I see. But the thing about Crisis Core is that there's a lot more to it after the twenty hours. Like there's the mission mode, which I didn't. Complete, okay. And you do a lot of like, it's it's kind of repetitive because you go into similar. Levels, they're all randomly generated, but they all have the same kind of feel. Like, if you go into the caves, you kind of know what to expect. If you go into right. the facility, you know what to expect. If you go into the junkyard, you know what to expect. Right. But you get good rewards. Not that it really matters once you finish the game, I guess. I don't the know. rewards? Yeah, I mean... It, are, I th- so the, I take it then the rewards are for use in the single-player game. They're not just, like, trophies or something that you get for fun. Oh no! The mission mode is a part of the single-player game. You can do oh, okay. it at any time, and it's but, uh, kind of is like it a part of the Spider-Man is a part of the story, I guess. Uh, no. you know what I mean? It's not a part of the story per like se. Like it's a, it's a separate mode. No, no, no! It's in the game. Like while you're running around doing the quest to finish the game, you can pause the game and go into uh-huh. missions, and then you select any mission that you want to do, and you kind of it's kind of like. You teleport from your current location to wherever that mission is, and you do the mission, and you come back to your current location. Okay, I see. Interesting. Mm. Weird. And you get XP, of course, and you get your reward, and then there's treasures in each of these things where, you know, a lot of it is uh, materia and stuff like that that you can use, but I I didn't even use half the materia I got. Mm. But that was just because of me. Like, I played a certain way. Um, Right. I played either like heavy magic intensive or I played heavy melee intensive 
and uh-huh. there were certain moves that I liked over the others. So then I focused on mastering those materia. Of course, uh-huh. I split and blah 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 blah. Well, by the way, as with last week, I am playing Plants vs Zombies while we are talking, and I'm mm-hmm. getting decimated. So I'm qu- quite clearly nowhere near as good as I thought I was. <laughs> The zombies ate your brains. The zombies are coming. Uh, sorry. Well, I am playing on survival, and oh, listen, God. I'm on like flag number eleven, and that's when shit gets really hairy. So I, I don't know how far. You, you know what? You, the, the things that come out at this point that you haven't seen yet, so I'm not going to spoil them for you. Oh, I'm on five one, but they are, they, it is quite uh, intense. So I'm going to leave that game because I'm dying and start a new one. <laughs> um. I I'm let me think. I've really only been progressing in 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 Final Fantasy VIII right now. I just got to Galbadia Garden um, mm-hmm. after the Timber mission, and uh, Squall just had his little mini breakdown. Like I won't be remembered in the past tense. Eh. And um, then there was some announcement that I just ignored because I was falling asleep when I was playing it, so I just turned it off. Mm-hmm. But I um I, I I'm starting to. This is kind of like the that weird middle period where it's in between the oh wow this game is a lot better than I thought and oh wow now I remember why I don't like this game. Mm. Um, I don't dislike it anymore, but I do remember what you know the things that just made me annoyed ab- about it uh, is. I guess there's this weird non balance between you know if you're not using a guardian force then battles take kind of long and you just want to run away because then you don't want to end up leveling up Squall, but then you're not really doing anything for the entire game, so then you decide to sit in battle, but as you're battling, it takes a long time to kill enemies, because not everyone you know, has Squall's strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always that one person who doesn't have this element strength junction yet, so their hits are really, really puny, and so then you decide, fuck it, I'm just going to use a Guardian Force throughout this whole thing, but then the Guardian Forces take a long time to, to, to load, to load... <laughs> to, to animate, right? And even though the, the, the resulting time is a lot shorter because they do so much damage, it's still like you're watching that bar go down. And then you're watching Ifrit come up or Shiva come up and have no clothes on. And then you're watching them cast a spell. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll do boost to... You know what I mean? It's like there's always something that you're waiting for. And like even when it's quicker than the alternative, because of the way that it's presented, it feels slow. Because when you're battling someone and it takes, it, it takes a long time to kill something using the fight command, at least you feel like, well, I'm pressing the circle button all over. Well, I, I said it's a circle because I like having circle as confirm and X mm-hmm. as cancel. But it's like I keep on pressing the circle button, so at least I feel like I'm doing something. But God, it takes a long time. With the Guardian Force, it's like, Jesus Christ, I'm not doing anything. This is boring. Nothing's happening. I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting. Oh, wow, he did a lot of damage. Battle one. Okay, I'm done. So either way, you, you kind of can't win. Um, and I'm really having a lot more fun with the game um, when, like, my Guardian forces learn new shit and I decide and I start to, like, feel like it's the micromanagement part that I like about the game more so than the battles. Whereas before, like, I always liked fighting. Right. Because, like, the, the micromanaging in the other games kind of flow into the fighting. And that's that's very true here as well. But because of the fact that you, you know, a lot of the times you have to draw to build up some of the things that you use in battle, that takes time. It's so like if you do if you do a, a junction to strength, right? If you have like one blizzard junction to your strength, it's gonna do like one percent blizzard damage. Oh, 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 that's a lot. Oh, right. Or if you do one percent, if you junction one sleep to fight, which is what I have for Squall, you have a one percent chance of putting to the sleep. So that's kind of useless. So then you have to sit there and draw and draw and draw and draw 
you know? Mm. So when people are just like, well, you don't have to draw, it's like, well, no, but if you want to be effective, then yes, you have to put the work towards it. And yes, I understand that you should put the work towards it, but it's just kind of annoying when you draw and you get one sleep spell out of that draw. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Later on, you do get, like, up to nine, which is really cool, because then you're like, okay, uh, what I'll try and do is I will... um, just set everybody to draw the same thing and then I'll combine it after the fight. So it'd be like right. nine eight six, nine four right. five, eight six two. I'm like fuck two. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then I think, okay, well I should have like forty by now, so um I'll stop. Right. And then I'll right. go on to like the next fight because I don't like sitting at the same fight over and over again drawing because it's just like blah. And I'll just like kill the enemy and then move on to the next fight and then do a little bit more drawing. Right. It, and I think, you know, that's a good tactic, um, but then if I see enemies with, uh, you know, with multiple spells, then I, I'm compelled to just sit there and go, all right, we've done 40 sleeps, now I want to move on to the to the shells, now I want to move mm. on to the protect, and it's just like, uh, I, again, it's not, it's, it's, it's just like grinding for levels, but I don't know, there, there's just something about it that's more monotonous than just you know grinding, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, I, I guess maybe it's the fact that I'm accustomed to grinding, and it, it doesn't make it any better. But um, I don't know. I, I, I have to. I, I really have to. It feels like something I need to endure. Which is to, which, which is not to say that you know I, I'm a hundred percent accepting of grinding anywhere because I think I mentioned in my final, uh, final fantasy, in my Dragon Quest Four review on the site, I was like, look, this is you know I, I gave it you know, a good rating because of the type of game that it is, but it is very set for an old-school mindset. So right. that means a lot of grinding, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either just because it's quote-unquote old-school. You know, some times have changed. Not everyone likes that anymore. Not everyone has the time to grind unless they feel like they're getting something out of it. Right. Um, so so I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, again, having a lot more fun than I did last time because I'm bothering to... to I'm bothering to bother with junctions. I just still wish I could do stuff like skip skip cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that let me think. What else am I playing besides Plants vs Zombies? Planets vs Zombies. P- plants. I said plants. <laughs> that would be awesome. Planets vs Zombies. Fucking Mars crashing into the Earth, killing zombies. Jupiter. I'm trying to think if I. If I stuck anything else into my PSP while I was on the airplane or something, and I don't think so. Um, no, I, th- I I played a little bit more of Osmos. Yeah. And um, I I got past this one st- these two stages that were bugging the hell out of me. Um, it, it's one stage where it's the goal is to quote unquote get huge, which in and of itself is pretty funny. <laughs> and. Um, you're you you start out really small, and you're surrounded by the huge you know huge orbs around you. And you know the premise is that you're supposed to absorb things that are smaller than you to get bigger, right? And to keep on getting bigger. And it's like, how am I supposed to do this if everything is much bigger than me? You know, there's like one thing that you can absorb, and everything else is either too big or small enough, but hidden behind the big one, so you can't get to them. And so you have to you have to do this whole kind of manipulating where you um where you kind of push um i don't know how to i don't know if this is going to explain it right but you have to like kind of push 
the bigger ones into even bigger ones behind them <laughs> so that when the when the even bigger ones and I'm pantomiming as if you can see me I can see when they, you <laughs> yes you can yeah from all the way across boroughs you can see mm-hmm. but like the the much bigger when the much bigger ones start absorbing the ones that are bigger than you you have to like you know you you wait until they shrink to the point where they're big, they're small enough for you to absorb so the, mm-hmm. you kind of kill steel okay so, so they're I, basically a lot of the, yeah. eating up the ones that you want to eat, and then when it gets to the point that you yes. can't eat it, you eat it. Yes, but if you keep on doing that, then the bigger ones get even bigger, right? Of course. And you have to be careful to not get to the point where they're so big that no matter what you do for the rest of the level, they're just too big for you to, to, to consume, mm. no matter how big you get. And so you have to kind of be careful with that push and pull. And it's it's kind of aggravating, but it's also really, really satisfying when you figure it out because because of how aggravating it is, and because of how how logical everything is. It's you know it's all physics based. It all makes sense. You just have to sit there and and and, and ponder what's the best way for me to to get around this, mm. and what's the best way for me to move this bubble into that one without making that one too big. But it it I I it, okay. How much did I get it for? Two bucks. Yeah. I'd probably end up paying the full ten dollars for it in hindsight because <laughs> it's you know. It's funny that I think the first time I played it, I mentioned to you, I was like, this is a very nice, relaxing game. This is something that I'd play after I come home from work and I'm tired. No, no, not at all. It's it, it's uh, it's very challenging. And so it is not like Flow or Pixel Junk Eden. It's like Flow in the in the, in the the aesthetic and the, the whole like concept, but in, in terms of the, the, the brain power needed or just kind of the, the, the aggravation that you might go through because it's like, like I said, it's like asteroids. So if you keep going too far in one direction... You have to be really, really good about stopping the momentum. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little stressful. Sounds stressful. Yeah. Um, I, I I've been looking a little bit at Steam while you were talking and uh-huh. listening attentively, and there's a game that I saw here called Greed Black Border. Have you Greed Black Border? I think it's a new game. Um, let's see. Yeah, it came out January thirteenth. Uh, it's an action RPG, I guess, kind of like Diablo or something. Uh, but it's a like hack and slash shooter sort of something rather. I don't know. Right. I haven't seen the trailer, but it's got co-op and stuff. Online and local co-op multiplayer for up to three players. Fifteen ninety nine. Hmm. I wait for it to go on sale for like two forty nine. <laughs> like <laughs> get it. Too much money. I can't. I can't spend this money, but I should anyways, because it's Steam and they're tempting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've been really playing. I'm not gonna talk about Plants vs Zombies that I'm playing right now because I've talked about that to death. Mm-hmm. We'll save it for we don't. I don't think we even have enough material left for a let's rebooting like in two years about Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> um, but let's move on to speaking of let's rebooting. Let's rebooting. Let's we'll be rebooting. Right back. On the Tourette's rebooting, and so wow. So Al's status message in Skype says, "Let's pissing." Mm-hmm. Very nice, Al. Hey, let's pissing. I'm proud to be your associate. Great. Um, so we are talking about Mortal Kombat. 
And if we have time, we're going to move on to two. But, uh, you know, for those who don't remember the advent of Mortal, Converse- Mortal Conversation, wow. <laughs> I'm looking at the Skype window, and I see the word conversations. I, I Instead of Mortal Kombat, I just said, <laughs> Mortal Conversation. What is wrong with me? That sounds like a movie title. A shitty movie title. I mean, a title for a shitty movie. But a movie title nonetheless. <laughs> Mortal Conversations. Yeah. Sounds like 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 a like a steamy, like bad, you know, romance movie with Ryan Philippe or, <laughs> or however the hell you pronounce his goddamn name. Um but yeah, so what how did you first hear about Mortal Kombat or see it? Like what was what was the advent of that game for you? Ah, let's see. Now this goes back to the days of the Broadway Arcade. Oh, rest in peace, Broadway Arcade. You yeah. lived on 50th Street and Broadway, New York City. You were home to all the great arcade games, all the great tournaments. It was world-renowned. My uncle used to go there and play football on the tabletop. And my father used to take me there like every week and just allow me to play to my heart's content. And um, I used to go down there after school some days, um, back when I was like old enough to do so <laughs> uh because like you know around the time that Mortal Kombat like combat came out i was like 12 i think um so i was just starting high uh, junior high school and let's see i first saw that game in the arcade and did not i was like what the hell is this because i used to go into the same area and play street fighter and get my ass kicked because everybody who played Street Fighter down in Bro Arcade was super, super, super good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, after I got my ass kicked enough in Street Fighter, then I would go and play uh, easier games. You know, like, I can't remember what was out at the time, but. Solomon's were, Key! No. No, no. There were, like, a lot of action. Kind That's of games. not easy. No, and Solomon's it's not. Key is, like, fucking hard as hell. <laughs> it's, like, the only Wii. Virtual console game. No, it's not the only one, but it is the only game I haven't beaten because it's so damn difficult. Um, but I used to play. I think Primal Rage might have been out around that time. Whoa! See, before you go on, yeah. that's one of the games that I was just kind of like, oh, this is you know, this is another Mortal Kombat with dinosaurs. I wonder how it's like. I really have to play it, mm-hmm. and to this day, I have never played it, and I've seen it like multiple times at arcades, and I'm like, huh, I'll get to it. But I, I think because I, I read some like. You know, Game Pro strategies on it back when Game Pro was, you know, yeah, like that, all that that's I read. around that time. I used to read Game right. Pro and EGM. Uh huh. Those and were like, the only magazines I, I read back then. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I can't figure it out. Like, I, I, I'm reading this stuff and I, I don't want to really, you know. Yeah. Primal so. Rage was a really weird, uh, like, unorthodox in terms of even, like, controls game. Like, I didn't really play it too well. Uh, it was right next to, like, the Outrunners machines. So I used to always play Outrunners because I used to always cheat in Outrunners and win. Uh, there was a dune buggy in Outrunners that you could just drive against the dirt on the sides of the road and maintain your speed. Like, all the other cars would slow down, but the dune buggy would maintain its speed. So I would put on my favorite song and just drive against the road and win every single time. Um, they also had Hang On, which, uh, most English people would say is Hang On, and, uh, I used to love playing that, then I used to go around to the front, and turn around to the left, then walk down, and I saw this really weird game with these lifelike people, and they would hit each other, and blood would come out, and it shocked me, (laughs) I was like, what the hell, 
what is this? And it was, like, was kind of scary almost. Yeah. When, when you were used to like the vomit coming out in Street Fighter but nothing else. Was that vomit? It, I think it was. Because that supposed... looked like fire coming out of their mouths. I'm sorry. It looked like, like was... a glitch to me, but yeah. it, I don't think it was. It was just like you punched them and they'd be like, and then the browns just come straight out down the chest. It was so funny. Um, oh, that was gross. Yeah. And uh, that day, I saw a couple of people playing, and uh, I saw my first fatality, and that was Kano ripping somebody's heart out. And I was yeah. like, wow. That was the first one. That, I, I, that, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And uh, I, I, I was kind of scared. Like, I didn't want to play it because I didn't want to lose and then have that happen to me. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't want that. I, I know it's a game, but it feels so real. Um, but then, you know, I, I started to kind of get into it and started ch- playing it and learning it. Uh, I think they actually had moves. They, I think they had moves that were uh, printed on the arcade cabinet. Oh, it was one of those. Okay. And, See, I never got that. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But I, I remember that there was a way that I learned the moves. I, maybe I learned from somebody. But... You know, I first learned how to play, I think, with um, Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. And then I learned how to play with Liu Kang. And it, it seemed like, you know, they were characters of varying difficulty where, like, when I first started playing, the most difficult character to play seemed to have been anywhere between, like, Raiden and uh, Sonya. Like, Raiden and Sonya were, like, the di- most difficult characters to play just because of their mechanics. But, right. I mean, Raiden was just, you know, a fireball move and high punch and he shoot electricity. But the thing that really got me because of playing Street Fighter all this time was Raiden's, uh, I don't even know what the hell the move is called, where, you know, he flies across the screen and called the Superman. Some people call it Superman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that move... Was... I, back in the day, I always used to call it by what he yelled out. <laughs> I mean, he uh, called it two different things, so I wasn't sure what to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that move, Sorry. forever in my mind, will be the first move that I've ever seen that doesn't require a button. Mm, and that yeah. that got me. I was like, that it can't possibly be back, back, right. forward. Because you need a button. It's, you know, every game you, pre- you press a button to do a move. And, and meanwhile, you're like, there's a block button? Oh, yeah. Let's not even go into the fact that there's a block button. You had to learn how to use that. And, um, you know, it started to slowly, like, in, in back in, in the hood where I used to live, back in started the hood. to slowly replace Street Fighter as the game Leprechaun of Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> Sorry. Leprechaun. <laughs> I was just thinking of the video that Kevin said. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there were people in, in, in the neighborhood who were really good at Mortal Kombat, and I kind of learned from them. Uh, there was this one guy. Who everybody called Dalsim <laughs> because he was the only cat in in Harlem who knew how to play with Dalsim, and he would. I don't know if this is true because I I, I kind of got to know him and I kind of got to realize that he's a little bit of a. a I'm trying not to say liar. He is a fabricator. He likes to make <laughs> up stories so that people could go, "Oh, you're so cool." <laughs> And I realized that because he said one day that he was trying to make a video game console, and he was working on it in his house, and <laughs> it was gonna call. He was gonna call it Omega Vision. This is the last thing you'll ever see. And um, I, I found that hilarious. Like I kind of played into it, like believed him. And I didn't believe him honestly, but um, I made it look like I believed him. 
and <laughs> uh, you know, and then he like wanted to invite me to his house. I'm like, nah, that's okay, not happening. The dude had to been like two or three years older than me, and I was. You have to, you have to jump something. into Idol's mouth with Orchid, and then like press down, down. That 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 was a killer instinct rumor that one of my friends tried yeah. to sell to Ron, and Ron was like. How can you do that? I'm like, Ron, don't believe him. He's like, oh, he said it. I'm like, Ron. Th- oh, that was the man. one that I called him out on in the podcast. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Jumping into idols. Mom. All right, anyway. So um, there were lots of rumors like that in, uh, in Mortal Kombat. But before I get to that, I-, I just have to mention that one day, like, oh, goodness. No, that was Mortal Kombat 2. But the guy known as Dawson, he would always, like, imitate the voices of the characters and stuff. And... You know, I I came into the uh, arcade. Well, not even arcade. It was like a laundromat that had arcade machines. And right. he greeted me. This is a Mortal Kombat 2 reference, but he greeted me with the pose that Kung Lao does when he wins. You know, when he kneels, he puts his arms forward, and then he stands up. He, like, greeted me like that. And I was like, dude, you're so weird. But, right. <laughs> but, you know, he was really good at playing these games. And... He pretty much taught me everything I knew about Mortal Kombat. Uh, even like the rumors that were true and separate them from the rumors that were false. Like the reptile rumor was true. But like the Ermac rumor was false initially. It, it, it's it's funny that all those rumors are just rumors until they hear about it and then they're like, let's make it true. Yeah, let's put it in the game. <laughs> That's kind of messed up, though. It messes up with your head because you're, yeah. you're like, you're like, no, that wasn't. Oh, it's it is, and they're just like, uh, yes, it was true all along. No. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there know. there was a rumor relating to the witch that was flying in on the pit level. Uh, you, if you press something at a certain time when the witch was flying by the moon, that something would happen. That wasn't true. Um, right. it, it was craziness, but well, wait, wasn't it? Um. Didn't something end up happening? Like, if if you met certain conditions and the witch was flying past the moon, then you could get to Reptile? Like, you couldn't get to him unless you did whatever was required. I think when that, the that's a part Unless, of I could be it. wrong, though. I, I don't Either remember. the witch or Santa Claus. I think it was Santa Claus, not the witch. Okay. I don't remember. Um, it's all messed up. It's all fucking messed Fuck up. Fuck that game. Half that the game time sucked. that shit, you know, wasn't true, and then the other half of the time it was because they put in a new revision and nobody right. knew about revisions back then <laughs> right right exactly they snuck that shit out oh uh, man uh so let's see most of my experience like with Mortal Kombat has been like versus mode because in the arcade it was completely impossible to like do endurance mode and all that stuff uh uh-huh. it, the game was just you know they cranked up the difficulty in those places oh. such that they wanted your money Quarter, so they, quarter, quarter. Yeah, they and I was like, it's not worth it. I'm not even gonna bother. I'll just play it until I get to mirror match, and uh, I'll beat the mirror match, and then the endurance match. I'll just lose, and I won't play again. Uh, then it came out for the home consoles, and I'll talk about that later. But I want to shift it over to you and your first experiences with Mortal Kombat. Well, okay, so I'm trying to remember when I first actually saw it. I was hearing about it from my friends at school, and well, just just this. this one friend at school, and, and he was talking about... Because uh, Street Fighter was all the rage, right? Of course. So he was talking about the fighting game that, that like, had, you know, blood and stuff and was really violent. And I don't know if he had seen Fatalities yet, but he just talked about the blood. And he talked about how the uppercut took, like, a quarter of your life. I'm like, whoa, that's weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think the first time I... 
first time I really saw it then was in um oh my god I'm trying to remember I think it was in this flushing flushing arcade not even an arcade but uh it was it was in it was in flushing and it was like a department store mhm um and they had like it was really weird cuz it was like a 99 cent store hmm. but they had like three machines or four machines like, in in the corner when you first walked in you know and so you know, they had Street Fighter. They even had Time Killers. But mm. and I believe that was the first time that I saw Mortal Kombat, and people were were like already, they were already in the know. They already knew how to do a lot of shit. Right. And so I um, I'm trying to think of my first fatality. I think the first one was Scorpion because it was so easy. Oh yeah, block up up. Yeah, and not even block up, just up up. Yeah. And um, oh my God, what was it? I think. I think it was that, and then I saw, I think I had the pleasure, and I know this is the wrong word to use, but um, I had the pleasure of seeing Raiden's Fatality as my second one, and all of the fatalities were ruined for me, because it was just like, you can't top that. That's true. Like, I find it hard to top that one now. Like, all the stuff that, well, maybe not the, maybe not the um, current gen ones, because those are just crazy. Yeah. But up until then, I was just like, uh, what was it? Um... Uh, what was it in two? Like reptile eating your head. That was kind of cool. Liu Kang turning into a dra- turning into a dragon was was more amazing than the actual gore itself. Okay, True. and then like all that. It's like the only one that had topped that for me for a long time. And let's not talk about the fatalities in three. I don't even half of those about half of those shit sucked. Yeah. Um, but like I think Kung Lao's when he slices you vertically in half. Oh, that was a good one. That one and Raiden's uh, head explode are the two ones that kind of um, that are my, that that stick high up there in the pantheon of gore fatalities. I, I think say. that um, Sub Zero's original fatality was also uh, a very significant one for me, at least. Just to, to have the spine dangling from the head afterwards was pretty gory, pretty serious. Oh, that was that was definitely a good one, but that's. Um, I, I think the reason why I didn't respond to that as well was probably A, because I heard about it, mm. and B, because it's kind of like a, oh, that's a classic kind of thing. You know, you kind of expect that. Any game that has you killing people, you got to have someone taking off your head, right? Yeah, and I so think that was that the like, spine was what made it. The spine is, yeah, you, you, are, you are right. That one really kind of made it special. Yeah, because it was just a head, and he was holding the head, and it was... That shit is gross. Yeah, that's fucked up. But to pull <laughs> the entire spine out of the person's body is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that was so. That was my first experience. Um, playing it, I I feel like it was harder to really understand the combo system. Um, when compared to Street Fighter, because there was really no combo system, like right. juggling, <clears throat> which is not to say that like juggling was completely an accident, but it was. It's, uh, I don't know what, they're, they're, what it is about juggling, but in all other fighting games, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. there's something about juggling that just feels less, uh, less accidental. Pre- <laughs> no, it, it's just it just feels less precise than you know the 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 the, the normal canceling moves in Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because and, and and it's harder to kind of, it's I don't want to say it's harder to to uh, to innovate. Because actually, actually, it's easier to innovate. Because whatever move can keep you in the air, you're gonna try to you're gonna try to do. But in that sense, it's less structured, I should say. It's 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 less like 
because because you know the two, the two on one cancel. It's very you know there's there certain moves that you can cancel and certain ones you can't. Right. Right. Low forward into fireball. Um, sometimes you can't can't cancel a strong punch into a fireball. Sometimes depending on who you're using or whatnot. Um, but it's very rigid and it's very practiced. Whereas juggling feels more like um, you really kind of have to just um, kind of experiment. I guess. I don't know. I, I'm probably totally wrong because people are like, I had to experiment to find out which moves I could cancel in a Street Fighter. Well, I, I read a well, Game Pro thing, most so, of, most <laughs> so that's how I figured it out. Yeah, most of uh, canceling in the original Street Fighter 2 was just because of bugs. Now they right. programmed them shit. Right, too. right. You're right. I mean, I, I just, I think it's just that the, the feel, the certain feel that I got from it was, was you know, it didn't feel as, as definite. There's there's no better way that I could put it. I I can't t- talk today because I'm stupid. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> He's um, stupid. He's stupid. But um, yeah, I was also caught off guard by the requirement to use a block button at first. Um, but then I kind of like now looking back at it, I think it's kind of cool that you could kind of hold your position and not really telegraph your moves because if you were guile in Street Fighter and you were crouching or 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 walking backwards. They knew that you were trying to charge it for a fireball or or, or a mm-hmm. flash kick. Um, and Chun-Li, then you had to actually kind of mask your moves, like jump forward, hold back, and uh-huh. do right. moves, and then kind of pull it out, which you know require a little more effort on your part. Right. Um, I remember this. Th- th- there was there there was an inconsistency to the moves in Mortal Kombat, which is really strange because it's all it's a very uniform game. That was one of the things that sort of bugged me about it, that everyone's high punch was the same. Everyone's low punch was the same. Ah, yeah. It was a uniform thing. Um, and so there was kind of... It was all about the special moves, which is what Mortal Kombat became about. It became more about the moves and less about, like, the just the regular attacks, right? True. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Raiden and Johnny Cage and Kano each had different jumping punches than the rest of the guys. That's true, and it was all the same. Yeah, you know why? I think no, it wasn't because Divizio did um, Kano. I was about to say no, no, the actor. I was just saying they all had the same actor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, Kano's was that like hammer punch, um, and Johnny Cage and Raiden were those like side. Uh, unbelievable animation because I don't even think that you could actually make that pose in the air type of punch. They're like <laughs> leaning forward and the fist is leaning uh, toward the character. Well, They're... it was basically like all their punches, like if you looked at their bodies, um, they were very compacted. Whereas Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Sonya, and Liu Kang, they kind of, they were like spread eagle with their fist out. Mm. <laughs> so you could do this thing with Kano, Cage, and Raiden where um, when you if you jumped and you hit the punch button like immediately, oh the the quick punch, the <laughs> yeah you could you do a quick punch, yeah, and then you would stop emitter and just drop. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sub Zero, Scorpion, Sonya's, and Liu Kang's punches didn't come out quick enough because of the animation, and so they would just fly in the air. Mm-hmm. And so their jumping punches was and, and and that was like kind of that was what bugged me about the fact that all the moves were were so uniform is that when one move was useless. Except for that jumping punch, because like I said, Raiden's jumping punch is actually very useful. When all the moves are, are w- w- uniform, and then one move is useless for one character, it's useless for every character. Yep. Like the the standing high punches. Um, it's only like, good for like kind of uh, countering an air attack. Countering an air, air attack and um, block crushing. Right, right, and then like, 
I mean, I, I guess, I guess there's a reason to have it because, like, you know, you needed one standing punch for the jump attack, and you need one standing punch to, like, if they if they were trying to crouch under your punches, you could still hit them with a uh, with a with a low punch. True. While standing, mm-hmm. but still, like, those are like, I think it was more of a novelty. Like, let's just make it different, and let's have you be able to rapidly punch someone in the face. True. Because no other game had that. Right. But then when you tried to use it, it was like, eh. And then that stupid little weenie, like, like urine kick. I call it the urine kick because when Blanca does that kick in Street Fighter, it looks like he's taking a leak, a leak against a fire hydrant. Oh, the, um, the high kick? The thing where he's crouching and then he just kind of sticks his leg out. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, they had those. They had a similar type of kick in Mortal Kombat and they all had the same thing, you know? And it's like, why not, like, why make it back and low kick for the sweep? Why not just let you crouch and do it? Like, because it makes more sense that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it, it felt useless. Like, what can you do with that kick? Nothing. Like, maybe you're a lot better than me at that game, but, like, I couldn't figure out, like, why is that kick useful? Honestly, to tell you the truth, my usage of those standard issue moves were so few and far in between. Like, the only thing that you really needed in Mortal Kombat was a sweep, jump kick, uh, roundhouse, uh-huh. and special moves. And maybe, right. well, no, it, to to its extent, in Mortal Kombat 1, the standing high kick was not really all that useful, but in um, other games, it was. It was useful if you were, like, like it, it was it was very useful. It was much more useful than an air, than, than the, um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say it's much more useful than the high punch for anti-air, mm-hmm. but it was more powerful if you wanted to knock him out of the air. And, and take a lot of damage, uh, give them a lot of damage, then you would use it. But sure. if you wanted to combo into a juggle, then you would use a high punch. Exactly. So, so okay, maybe it's a little bit more useful than I'm getting credit for. <laughs> but still. But that's only because we're really thinking about it, seriously. Like, right. uh, I think that it takes a lot less thought to use the individual and unique moves of the characters in Street Fighter than it is to use those uniform moves of Mortal Kombat. And I think it's more because of the engine and, and how the characters move. Excuse me. And, Excuse you. And what they did uh, as a result of those moves, like the, the, the characters' reactions to the high punches and high kicks that, that like, oh, I'm losing my balance type of animation... Yeah, it, it it's kind of weird. You couldn't really do anything because of it because you were too busy still doing your high punch or recovering from your high kick animation. Mm-hmm. That that animation, that that staggering animation, could not really provide a benefit to you. Right. I don't know that that the, the game had so many conventions that were just weird. Like, and the progression with the endurance matches. It's like instead of just straight up fighting, now they're making you like, now they're making you do some some weird like alternate mode with two people and it's like well you, now you really just want my money because how am i supposed to you know yeah and it wasn't like oh uh you fight one person and then when they get half health you fight the other person no you have to fight two full health bars. two full ones and you don't get a recovery and it comes in like right away right so um i remember um scour like scouring magazines for strategies because really like you you had the uh you had the moves on the machine. I never got that. Mm. And so, like, everything was a mystery to me. And I tried to watch people's hands. And I was a little kid. So, like, the, the, the guys who are playing it, like, they're smoking their cigarette and they're trying to play. And they don't want some little kid, like, over their shoulder, like, watching. And so That's I had to, true. like, be covert about covert about <laughs> it and, you know, sneak kind of a, a an over-the-shoulder peek. And it was just kind of awkward. Um, and I feel like 
because that game was so ununiform with the special moves, which is completely opposite of how they took care of the regular moves, it was so kind of hard to figure out because with Street Fighter, if someone had a charge move, someone else had a charge move. Very true. If someone had a quarter circle fireball, someone else had a quarter circle fireball at some point. But with Mortal Kombat, it was like one person had back back forward, one person had back back punch, one person had forward forward punch, forward forward kick, one person had forward back punch. It's like what the game? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, the move set was so diverse that it was difficult to kind of get a grasp and maybe tra- use a transference and say, okay, well this character does this, and uh, maybe if I use these same the same move set on this other character, that I'll get different special moves, things that I can right. also work with. And that's that's what made Mortal Kombat a little bit tough, but thank goodness there were only like seven characters. Right. Now, question for you. What is your opinion on this? Is Mortal Kombat the franchise that originated the ridiculous boss character? And when I say that, I mean like you look at Tekken mm-hmm. and you see like two-story high bosses. I've never, I, I honestly. Flying bosses. I, and uh-huh. like. Keep going. Have you ever, you've never seen the bosses in Tekken? I haven't really. Like, the only Tekken I've really played to the end was the first one, I think, or the second one. And mm-hmm. Aachi was, like, the last boss. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, you know how, you know, like, Tengu in Dead or Alive 2 is, like, a little bit bigger than everyone else and has, like, these insane moves that, like, no one else has? Yes. That that are just kind of like, that's unfair. Yes, very unfair. Te- it, I think that, like, you know, that comes from Tekken. Okay. I think. Um, but that's why I'm saying I think that that comes from Goro. Yeah, Goro, I think, was the first, like, what the fuck, almost final <laughs> What boss. the fuck, dude? Because, you know, it, it, and for Goro, it was like, they completely changed the game from a fighting game to, like, a, an action game. Right. Because you couldn't use standard fighting conventions on him. Half of your special moves didn't even work on him. Right. You couldn't and freeze Goro. There was, there was not, uh, y- y- you could, I think. Couldn't you? I, don't I think you could freeze no, Goro. No, no, no. You could freeze Goro. You could not... Um, harpoon him. Harpoon him. Yes, that's what it was. I think you could harpoon Kentaro, though, because they realized that that was a, an annoyance. But, oh, but... I don't even want to talk about that motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> but after that, then you had Shang Tsung, who, who everybody in grade school pronounced Shang Tsung. Yeah, you know, or Shang Tsung in, in, in my hood. Or Shang Tsung. <laughs> Wait, did you say Shang Tsung? Shang Shang Tsung, yeah. Shang Tsung, yeah. Shang Tsung. But like, then you had him afterwards, which wasn't as bad as Goro from a "this is not a regular boss" standpoint. He is so much bigger than me, and moves don't work on him. Right. But from a like he moves way too fast standpoint. Yeah. You know, like he like you try to jump after him, and he just like fly out of the way, and then you feel like that's that's really unfair because it's not. You know, putting your skill, your normal fighting game skills, you now have to relearn the game. Mm-hmm. And you had to hope um, that he would transform into a character that you had a the, yeah. ability against or some, some, some kind of experience against. Because then, if he transformed into a character that you didn't know how to fight against, you were screwed. Yeah. Or if you just... you, you Well, just technically, that. you should already know how to fight against everyone because of the fact that you fought through everyone going up the ladder. Very true. But still, there, you know, you're, there's still people that... There, there are people you pref- prefer to fight against. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. Go ahead, uh, I was gonna say, um, uh, in addition to just how silly and ridiculous those two bosses are, uh, I've never seen a boss uh, other than you know him and Kentaro uh, 
where you just jump into him and he grabs you out of the air and, and like, brutalizes you. It's like, okay, well, then I can't jump toward him. So how the fuck am I supposed to attack him? If I right. walk up to him, he's going to punch me and I'm going to fly across to the other side of the screen. If I jump into him, he grabs me out of the air and beats on my chest. How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't even know. And, you know, you're, you're like, I honestly don't know if... It's like, what do you want me to do? Right. And yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I guess the game had to have been made so that each character could have a fighting chance against him. Right. But there were just so many moves that would put you into his arms. Uh, Luke Kang. That sounds so affectionate. <laughs> Goro loves you. Uh, you, you know, Luke Kang's flying kick. He does a flying kick, and um, he blocks it, grabs you, beats you on the chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kano's rolling ball attack. He blocks it, grabs you, beats you in the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiden Superman move blocks it, grabs you, grabs you out of the air and beats you on the chest. <laughs> uh, Johnny Cage's uppercut, uh, not uppercut, the elbow grabs you out of the air, beats you in the chest. Um, <laughs> let's see, Sonya, 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 Sonya. What does she have? She didn't really have anything that that he could counter. Right. Uh, other her her other was... move was that was that jumping thing. Did she have that in the first game? Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, I was gonna say. Oh no, you're right. She he could counter the 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 split kick. I mean, that's that that much is obvious. But... Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the. Where did the freaking split kick? <laughs> Almost useless. Almost. Um, I was. You going... can see it coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was gonna say the uh the the grab where she grabs you by the legs and throws you over. If you were stupid enough to do that against Goro, uh, well, you deserve what you get. Right. Um, like see. like her thighs are that powerful. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There Maybe was... they are. Want to find out? <laughs> uh, Sub Zero's uh, slide. You block it, grab you, beat you in the chest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything is just everything crazy. ends in that. It, it was like okay, and then the, he got to the point where if you tried to play the distance game, like if you were gonna try and uh, shoot fire, uh, li- lightning balls, or if you were gonna do the the green ball with Johnny Cage, or if you were gonna do the. Um, the ice and continually do that. He'll just walk right through it and keep going. It, Did it was, he walk right through he, that he stuff? He walked right through some of the stuff sometimes because rem- it was like one of those type. Because midway they're like bosses of of games that make you lose your quarter, and if you try and <laughs> cheat the game, they will fuck you up. They did that a lot in Mortal Kombat. They did that in fucking NBA Jam. They yep. did that in Smash TV. Uh, I don't oh. remember any of the games that they did it, but they were the kings of Comedy. make this person no, make this person put in another. Well, they kind of were with the big heads and all. An <laughs> <laughs> NBA Jam. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. And it was just nuts. It was like, okay, if you want to try and win and you want to be cheap about it, well, we'll be cheap about it too. Walk right through your moves and grab right. you. Or some stupidness like that. And that's ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. And then you get to Shang Tsung and. He he has the the potential to just completely destroy you with the the, the flaming skulls. What didn't he have up to five? Yeah, he had up to or five. Was it only three? Because I know in, in Mortal Kombat two when you could use him, they only let you do three. Right. And I, I felt ripped off. I'm like, what? Yeah, you had you were able. To, he was able to do five, and those five would put you like down the critical or beat you. I think it it was terrible. And you know, I, uh, great. Yeah, you beat the last boss. And everything's cool. But Street Fighter, in the comparison, was just like. The final bosses in Street Fighter were characters. Were characters, and, and I mean, granted, they weren't characters initially, but they but were... they weren't bigger than you. They they didn't cheat 
pet. They didn't cheat more than the computer regularly cheated. Right, because the computer way. normally cheats because they don't charge moves. Right. They just go, oh, I'm going to do this move, go down to database, this yeah. move, boom. And, you know, like, for example, uh, you get Guile and his Gwilly. computer, General Uli. Uh, General Uli? Yes, somebody <laughs> did that. that. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, they, I, that actually went down to your area, too? No, 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 no. You told oh, me about it. Oh, I told it. you. Yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> told me there was a dot between the G and the U. And it, anyway. General Uli. Oh, God. Anyway. General Uli. Reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Yes. And how, you know, he does, when you play against him as a computer, he'll like just stand still and go from a standing position into a, a flash kick. Uh, really? <laughs> Am I really going to continue playing this game now? <laughs> That's how I felt sometimes. And then you play against uh, Bison and he would jump in the air and... Miguel Bison. <laughs> Miguel Bison. No, no, when the Street Fighter movie came out... With the Street Fighter movie came oh, out, I think my Puglia? friends, my, yeah, my friends are making fun of like M Bison as Miguel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was that was kind of ridiculous. It was, um, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, he would jump in the air toward you, do a kick, and then go from that into a uh, the, the I used to call it the blue fight, but it's called the Psycho Crusher. Psycho Crusher, Flaming Torpedo. Yeah. I can't. I think the 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 Game Pro Guide called it the Flaming Torpedo. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit, you know, but whatever. It didn't have the name. It was Flaming Torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> that was back before No Homo. Well, see, I feel like I took all the names from GamePro because they had that big fat guide that was like, so comprehensive. They're like, oh, okay. Um, but th- then you had people calling, and we're, we're veering off into Street Fighter, I know, but yeah. you had people calling the Flash Kick the Blade Kick. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. They used to call that too. Yeah, Blade Kick. They used I'm to. Like, oh, what? God. They used to say that that was the comb that he used to comb his hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's retarded. It's so fucking retarded. Yo, it's the comb kick, son. And people used to call it the jackknife. Uh, anyway, we have to see. You know, today. even though it's not that, even though that's not the name of it, mm-hmm. I would be okay with jackknife because that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, and it's it, it, you know, kind of like you know, there's a knife in his boot, maybe, and you know that. That's... But it's it, you know, it cuts through you like a like a, like a knife, and so that's why blade kick was also not entirely offensive. It just sounded a little bit less cool than jackknife. Right, it was acceptable. Right. Um, I did tell I did tell you about that guy I knew who was just like, "Yo, I need to get back my Street Fighter King tape." I'm like, "What? What?" And then he went and got it, and like he showed. I'm like, he, he showed me what he was talking about, and it was Street Fighter Two Championship Edition for for Genesis. Oh, that's what he called the King tape. King tape. Street Fighter King tape. Oh God, I hate it when people call games, games tapes. tapes. <laughs> oh God, no Nintendo tapes. I just Dude, thought it was... there's no tape in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right, so back on the Mortal Kombat. Um, were there any like shit? I don't think that they uh really hacked that game, like they hacked Street Fighter. Midway, Midway itself hacked the goddamn. That's game. true. Midway themselves, they did produce a revision that had like some fucked up shit in it, but I don't remember what half the fucked up shit was in the first one. Right. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Okay, so the, the, their hacks included Reptile and I th- I'm not sure. I think that was the only thing. Let's talk about let here's a topic for contention. Let's talk about the home ports. Yeah. I'd love to talk about the home ports cuz that Which, is uh, you know, Mortal Monday was Mortal uh, Monday. I remember know, that shit. I still have my Super Nintendo copy of Mortal Kombat. 
That's like the only game I have besides Super Metroid and uh So that that's Spider-Man. the one that you got you got the Super Nintendo one? Yeah, I got the Super Nintendo one because I only had a Super Nintendo in uh what was that, ninety one or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. No Genesis? I didn't I, have a see, Genesis. See I thought you started off with Genesis, but uh, you know, obviously Obviously I'm wrong. Yeah, I had uh, a Nintendo and then I had a Super Nintendo and my mother bought me a Genesis in like ninety four or ninety three or something like that. Uh, nice. Very, very late. Um, but I had gotten it for my birthday, which was really cool because it was, and it was in my uh, closet, <laughs> and I didn't know. And oh. I woke up in the morning, and my mom went in the room and opened my closet and then pulled out this Genesis for Altered Beast, and I was Pretty much. So, yeah, I played the Genesis version very thoroughly, though, but I owned the Super Nintendo one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really care too much for the sweat. Uh, I didn't yeah. mind it, but that looked gross. That looked gross, but not from a not from the perspective that you wanted it to look gross. Right. That was just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. It's like, it's like okay, I'm used to this being red, but uh, not 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 even not even the fact that it wasn't red, but it was gray instead yeah. of like if it's sweat, it should probably be white. True. You know. I don't, and it, it just looked wrong. And they probably didn't want it to be white because they were like. You know, for the male characters, it'd probably be uh, a uh, weird uh, sexual connotation. White drizzle. Right, drizzle. Um, <laughs> Can you please tell the, the the mini story about the white drizzle? Sure. Um, I was at work, and I was um, in the break room, and there was a, a can of... Time out, time out, time yeah. out. This is not as bad as, as, as it may sound, guys. Don't worry, it's not that bad, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. listening. It, it's a good joke. <laughs> So it was a canister of um, chocolate-covered pretzels, and I was like, oh, chocolate-covered pretzels, I would love to have one. And then I looked at the cover, the the label on it, and it said, white drizzle. And then I thought to myself, maybe not. <laughs> Wait, why was it called white dribble? Dri- dribble. What? <laughs> why was it called white drizzle? It was called white drizzle because it was uh, a pretzel, and it was covered mm-hmm. in milk chocolate, but then it had drizzled on the outside white chocolate right so it it was like little swirls of white chocolate on the outside of this chocolate covered pretzel which was aptly looked like it was drizzled on right it looked like they just you know took or jizzed on whichever you prefer exactly so i said to myself i'm gonna pass what a wonderful only out of principle because i know it's because of the name (laughs) but i can't be seen eating white drizzle white drizzle White jizzle. <laughs> that, <laughs> that shit is gross. That is gross. That ain't chocolate. It's doo-doo, baby. <laughs> it's doo-doo. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so oh, back to uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, I didn't... The, the, the sweat thing, it didn't really bother me. I liked It just looked play, wrong. It, but it felt too tight at the same time. It was just mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, the controls were there, but you had to really kind of work and think about it. Because if you didn't think about it, you could be trying to do moves and it wouldn't come out. And that kind of sucked. But it's very playable. Except on the, hard difficulty. What was it? It was it was like tight, it was it was herky jerky, like it was the, the it, these these are all terrible adjectives, but it mm-hmm. was stiff, you know. <laughs> White drizzle. Yeah, because you you would do like if you were to press back and forth, like back back I mean, back forward, back forward, back forward, back forward, back forward. I think it would like buffer it or something like that. Yeah, and like your the physics kind of just be like looping back and forth. 
And the physics weren't quite there. Like, when you hit someone in the arcade version or the Genesis versions, like, there would be a very, very slight pause as if your character was freezing. But that pause was exacerbated in the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, that pause Like, I don't know what sculptured, sculptured Software was who developed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did to it, but it just did not feel right. And so you couldn't even do a combo. Like, the first time in my life that I managed to do a jumping kick into flying kick with Liu Kang was, like... So the game came out in like 93, 94 or something for the Super Nintendo? I don't remember. Um, it I was, guess it, it was did, way yeah. Back. yeah. It had to have been like 93. The first time I ever did it, and I think I emailed you out of excitement, was in senior year in college. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I, because that's like when I kept on trying and trying and I actually finally did it. And the only way I could do it was by hitting, was by hitting whoever I was trying to hit with the very, very tippy toe of Liu Kang's foot. Okay, mm-hmm. so that he was far enough away from the guy, but close enough to the ground that he could um, fly and hit the guy. Because otherwise, you couldn't even pull off the move in time. Like the move just would not come out hmm. because of like because of the way right, that. Right, but you had to be extremely precise. It was it, like I could never. To this day, I've never gotten a jump kick into spear. I've never gotten a. Jump kick into shadow kick from Johnny yeah, Cage. You can't because what they do is they like hang up in the air and then they kind of drop down. Yeah. Um. And, and and like I said, the only one I've ever gotten was Luke Kang's because I don't know how. I, I really just don't know how I got that. Um. It was it was it. And see, back in the day before I really messed with combos because well, it was like seventh grade. I didn't really know what I was doing. I I didn't really notice. Mm-hmm. And just you know. After the fact, after like getting the 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 PC version, which was by far and away the best home conversion, like that was an excellent, excellent conversion. Mortal Kombat for DOS. Oh yeah. Like if if you can imagine it, like it was excellent. I mean, I so can only imagine, getting... uh, not imagine, but I can only uh see it being good. But what kind of control would be necessary? Because that was like back in the graphics gamepad days, and it was only four button pads. Yeah, but. With the keyboard, it played really good. Oh, surprisingly well. Yes, yeah, I wasn't a keyboard player back then. It it just it just worked. Like they made it work. Like things are responsive. And and I think it was Probe. Yeah, Probe did everything but the Nintendo ports. Right. So and that carried over. I think into the the Genesis port did feel good. I think. Oh yeah, the Genesis like, port felt the best, but the Super Nintendo port looked the best. Yeah, well, aside from the gore, <laughs> it looked the best. Well, and we're not counting yeah. the PC versions. I'm talking about just like generally graphically, uh, as opposed to features. Uh, and I'm looking at the wiki for Mortal Kombat. Wiki, wiki. Um, and they're, they're talk. I remember the code for uh, the Genesis version, the A B A C A B B. Yeah, Abacab Dullard. Yeah, apparently it's a a band. No, an album by the band Genesis. A B A C A B B. Yeah, it's a nod to the Abacab album, which is A B A C A B by the band Genesis, who obviously I had no idea the with the console. I have no idea. That's funny uh, to me. That is funny to me. S N E S. This version contained modified gray sweat in place of blood. <laughs> Several fatalities now called finishing bonus. Let's talk about that. Let, let, let's history. let's talk about the fatalities. Let's let's go through those. Oh God. So. What did you think of them? Like, like, let's go them one by one because I'm curious to see. Because like, some of them were cool, some of them shitted on you. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Uh, the uh, Kano, Kano's uh, fatality was pretty much the same, except there's no heart. <laughs> that. See that. 
that that like I I I, I was baffled like because because the thing about Kano's fatality is that you I I I I want to say that in the arcade version you um you saw no hand when he plunged his arm into your chest like yeah you, saw you did the see wrist. no hand it went into his like it yeah it was inside the person's body right whereas in the Super Nintendo version you clearly saw his hand yeah. It's like, what is this, like a like 500 a death grip? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, I'm uh, on the Wikipedia, it says uh, IGN had rated mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat for the SNES 8th worst arcade to console conversions dating. So out <laughs> went the decapitations and spine rips. Everyone sweated buckets instead of blood, and Kano's heart rip move was turned into a fatal chest hair pluck. <laughs> chest hair That's basically pluck. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what was... Oh yeah, they completely changed Sub Zero's. We like flip back and froze. He would you. jump back. He would freeze you. And I actually thought that was cool. Like nowhere near as cool as a spine rip, but they were. I thought that was creative. Because he actually like killed you though. Yeah, and he killed you. And that so that was a little bit gruesome. That was creative. I was I was I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. And 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 the funny thing was that they adapted it into the Mortal Kombat Two fatality. True. Very, very um, true. but I thought the Kano thing was completely lame. Johnny Cage's was. A little lame, but it was okay. It was the same thing, except it just didn't knock your head off, right? No, it, it, he he plunged his foot into your chest. Thereby oh killing yeah, you. and then you like shook for a second, and then you died. Yeah, so <laughs> it was basic. It was basically the same thing as Kano's concept conceptually, except it was with a kick, and you like you could actually envision a guy dying from being kicked in the heart. True. Like if 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 somebody kicked you and his foot penetrated. Your rib cage and, and destroy your, your chest. Heart. You would probably die. I'd probably. You, you would die. You would. You, you would shake violently, like in the game, and die. biology says that you might die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say uh, the worst finishing bonus. Oh no! In the finish. Game. He said it. He said finishing bonus. Yeah. Uh, the worst one had to have been, or the most disappointing one had to have been Liu Kang's. But see, here's the funny thing about it is that it was disappointing in the first place. Uh, you mean his original one? His original one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't it the same? Yeah, it, it was, was the same. same. It was the same thing. That's, it was yeah. just the, 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 the But it looked it looked even worse. Kick. Yeah. I completely forgot that Liu Kang was the only person who like didn't kill you in the game. Uh, or, or didn't obvious didn't obviously kill you. Yeah, it didn't obviously. The, kill any you. any of these moves, like any of the neutered moves, you could envision saying, "Okay, maybe that might kill him on impact." Yeah, like, right. like if you hit him hard enough. Um. Oh wait, another one that didn't really change, I think, was Sonya's the, the kiss of death. Yeah, the Sonya's and Scorpions were fine. Yeah, they were okay they were with showing fire. skeletons. Raiden's, I think, was an acceptable change. Like they, you just basically turn into a skeleton and it crumbled into dust. Right, as opposed to your head exploding. You know? Right, which that was, was okay. Fucking gangster wasn't ideal, but it was okay. Right. Um, I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. Scorpion. So sad. Yeah, only seven fucking characters. Yeah. But um, the the funny thing, now that you bring up Liu Kang's fatality, uh, I'm thinking about the tricks that people did in the arcade where they would like they would do the fatality from a, a, a full screen away so his cartwheel kick would not hit them. And then they would do a bunch of fireballs. Oh and yeah! And then they would do another cartwheel kick. Just, just you know, just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. And that. like, this this shows how poorly the SNES version was coded that you couldn't do that mm. because of the way that it was coded. Yeah, like was when coded. you did when you did the cartwheel kick, it was like, you know how Microsoft Word when you do um 
a, a justify width where like no matter how the word what words you put on the page it fits like, in it, the same it will length. fit into the yeah it will fit into the same length mm-hmm. it's like no matter how far away you were from the character Liu Kang's kick would always reach you true right yes he would like fly halfway across the screen and and still hit you or something like that right yeah and the way it was animated was so poor like in you know in the um in the arcade version when you when you you know did that kick like he did a cartwheel and he landed like it looked like he was actually doing a butterfly kick and he landed on his foot and like kind of bounced right mm-hmm. in in the uh super nintendo version it was just like he was doing the animation but he was like just moving forward just horizontally moving, yeah yeah, like he wasn't like it didn't look like he was jumping and doing a kick. It just looked like he was floating, he was just floating, and just and I'm did like, a cartwheel. I was like, like what? <laughs> um, I have to mention these other ports that are in uh, Wikipedia. Uh, one of which is probably gonna make you wretch. Oh no, uh, Game Boy. Here we go. The IBM PC version is the most faithful port of the arcade version. Yeah, damn right it is. Said. Um, that port was freaking awesome. Uh, some critics overlook the fact that the game played differently to the original arcade version. The venerable uppercut counter to air attacks was missing and a combo system also differed from the arcade version Graphics wait say that again what was missing is are they talking about the pc version or something no else? this is the super nintendo version okay um the you can't uppercut air attacks in super yeah, nintendo I, version. yeah oh that was terrible yeah. um what was it uh oh the graphics are superior to those of other console versions the sound more closely resembles the arcade version especially in terms of musical accuracy Yes. So not as accurate as the Sega CD version because the Sega CD version was digital. Yeah. Uh, Amiga, 1993. Well, they're all over 1993 pretty much, except for the Sega CD, which is 94. Um, this version is famous for being able to perform all the moves in the game using just one button on a joystick, although a second button could be used as a kick button. <laughs> this was required because most Amiga joysticks of that time only had one button. <laughs> Why even make it for the Amiga? Why? Yeah. Oh goodness! It's like we're gonna we're gonna make this Xbox 360 game for Wii. <laughs> Wait, you know what? exactly. Uh, game Boy, wretch. Oh. Due to the technical issues, I'll, I'll follow Peter Griffin and go. <laughs> ah. ah! Due to the technical issues, the Game Boy version was severely cut down from its arcade counterpart. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it suffered from laggy controls, making most moves extremely difficult to perform, and a limited button layout. It also omitted Johnny Cage Reptile and the Bloody Fatality moves. However, players could play. If there was anybody Goro. to get rid of, why get rid of Johnny Cage? I don't know. Players could play as Goro. was a good ass character. Goro. That's funny though. You could play as Goro only in the Game Boy version. That's so weird. Uh, the Game Gear version, which is basically the Game Boy version with minor, well, major improvements like color, faster gameplay, and less laggy control. Uh, like its 16-bit brother, the game was censored unless a cheat code had been entered. It lacked Kano and Reptile and only had two arenas. Oh, damn. They wow. probably charge you 50 bucks for that game, too. Yeah. Uh, Master System was similar to the Game Gear port, but... But the Game Gear one speed. looked good, actually. Yeah. Because it, it looked fairly good uh, for, for something with only, like, however many colors. Uh, probably six, not 16. 16, 32. I think 32. 64. They did a good... They, like, I, I'm... today To this day, I'm impressed with the job they did in the Game Gear version. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I mean, the Game Gear and Master System version are pretty much the same because they're on the same... Um, same hardware. hardware. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sega CD in 94 was released with a grainy version of the famous Mortal Monday commercial and loading. <laughs> this version did not... <laughs> this version did not require a code to be entered and thus was given an MA-17 rating. Oh, remember those ratings? 
Oh god! Uh, while this port was technologically inferior to the better-looking SNES port, it reached it resembled the arcade version more faithfully in actual gameplay. It also right. featured as everything else did, because the SNES mm. version just did not resemble anything exactly. except for your balls. Ooh. When I say you, I don't mean you as personally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it also featured the authentic soundtrack taken right from the arcade version, but some of the tracks play on incorrect arenas, such as Courtyard playing the Pits fighting thing. Uh, the See, mm-hmm. the, I, 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 I got a comment on this. Like, the PC version, and I think the Genesis version, because Probe did both. Right. Like, the music not only was... Like, it, okay, so the Sega CD, you're saying that they played it in the wrong order. Right. In in the PC and, and Genesis versions, they were just the wrong music, period. <laughs> they just like, I listened to the music, and I'm like, I never remember he- hearing this. What is this song? Where did it come from? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It, it was totally wrong. Like, if I could find a clip of it, I'll play that as our, as our interlude music and be like, this is the original, and this is the, the fake one. <laughs> it, it, it made no sense. I'm like, did you get your own composers in or something? I don't remember this. Um, the gore could be disabled by entering dollar code. Down, up, left, left, A, right, down. Why would you disable the core? Who knows? Um, one notable issue with this version is the load times, which causes a lot of delays when fighting Shang Tsung, sometimes leaving him open to attack. Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung. Loading. <laughs> oh! Johnny wow. Cage. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Xbox That's... and PS2. In 2004, a new port was included with the Mortal Kombat Deception Premium Pack. This uh-huh. port is a quote-unquote arcade-perfect emulation. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it wasn't as arcade-perfect as it claimed, as there were some sound issues, such as the music for the palace gates being relatively low, and the ending music wow, being... Wow, these people really studied the, the shit out of this game. Yeah. Uh, wait, let's see. This actually has a reference. Um, oh! Oh, from IGN. That, that's where they got their reference from. Um, uh-huh. The sound issues were the music for the palace gates being low and the ending music being abruptly interrupted at the start of the second segment of the credits. <laughs> Jack's TV games. In oh, 2004, oh, are you kidding? Really? I'm serious. In 2004, Jack Specific released their version of Mortal Kombat as a part of the TV games lineup. The game was released as a joypad shaped like a Mortal Kombat cabinet. Wow. Two-player mode is also possible with a second joypad and a link cable. That's nuts. This version of Mortal Kombat is graphically similar to the Genesis version, but with slight resemblance to the arcade port. The game sounds similar to the Genesis version, but with different MIDI-like music, and retains the original arcade voices. This port, however, lacks flashing text and a scrolling background layer, so moving objects such as the clouds in the pit and Palace Gate stage and the monks in the courtyard instead remain static. And <laughs> finally, the PSP. Uh, the the game... things that people study. Yeah. Thing, this game was a part of the Midway Arcade Treasures extended play. Mm. This port features the same controls, graphics, and gore that the original game contained, but like the premium pack of Mortal Kombat Deception, it suffers from sound issues, and Reptile makes no appearances. Uh, there are two unofficial ports of this game. One for the NES. This version was illegally... <laughs> port- NES! Yes, this version was illegally ported by Konisoft. <laughs> <laughs> And gameplay was similar to Street Fighter Pirates. Uh, Street Fighter Pirates? Is that what it was called? No, 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 no. The Street Fighter uh, illegal games. The, oh, okay. I thought you, I thought the illegal games were called Street Fighter Pirates. No. <laughs> um, and Sinclair ZX Spectrum. Two unfinished but playable unofficial versions exist. One created in Ukraine in 97 and the other oh in my Russia. God. Both use converted graphics. One unofficial full version exists too in 96. 
This one uses only the characters and the setting of the original game. It had its own graphics. It is mainly based on the first game and the first movie, but it has some features the from Mortal Kombat movie. 3. For example, oh. Liu Kang has his fire teleport fatality from Mortal Kombat 3. And finally, there are hacks. We were talking about hacks. These are, oh boy. These are unofficial hacks. Okay. The 3.1 Turbo Combo Edition. This what? was an extremely rare hack for the arcade version, which tweaked oh, the gameplay no. for more juggling, which made the speed of Mortal Kombat 1 up to Mortal Kombat 2 standards. Okay. The features include Sub-Zero's freeze tweaked to levitate opponents to the top of the screen, which meant more combo possibilities, and fight Reptile faster without double flows, but still with a fatality, even without going to the pit stage. Since it was very rare, it wasn't dumped on MAME, but, however, on August 31st, 2009, it was dumped and is fully playable on MAME. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Then there's a Turbo Ninja hack, which is another rare hack, but it's similar a to... A Turbo the- Ninja hack! Yes. Uh, similar <laughs> to 3.1 Turbo. This was the first Mortal Kombat 1 hack dump on MAME. Um, now, I'm looking at an image here. It says, the intro screen has been changed, and Reptile can be easily fought in Turbo Ninja. And the thing says, Supreme Warriors which is spelled W-A-R-I-O-R-S, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> <Warriors. laughs> Mortal Kombat Combat, the ultimate lethal, uh, exclamation, exclamation, Ninja Warrior. Oh my god. Fatality is the key. Battle for <laughs> Ramen can't spell. And then there's a scene here with Raiden. He did his um, Fatality of Scorpion, and it says, watch it, I will fool you. What? I don't know. I don't get it, but... Um, the the final hack is Nifty Combo. I think that was the one that we were just is an early an earlier <laughs> edition of three point one turbo. Similar People can't speak English. Its, similar features to its successor. Some differences include some zeros, levitating freeze, levitating opponents by an inch, and a harder goro. Did you just say a heart of gold? No, harder, more difficult goro. Oh, okay. I was like, what? So, um yeah. Hmm. This is interesting. Originally, creators Ed Boon and John Tobias wanted to create a video game starring Jean-Claude Van Damme with a digitized version of the action star fighting villains. Oh, hence uh, hence Johnny Cage. However, Van Damme was already in negotiations with another company for a video game that was ultimately never released. And Van Damme's likeness is still clearly seen in the character of Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage, yeah. With whom he shares his initials, JC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Jean-Claude. martial arts movie star who performed JCVD. to the groin. Performed by Van Damme in a scene from Bloodsport. <laughs> hmm. Wait, which it, it was Bloodsport, right? Yeah. I, 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 you, you kind of, um, your phone connection kind of skipped out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the the split punch to the groin is from Bloodsport, <laughs> and it didn't work on Sonia. No, because she had no balls. She has no balls. That would still hurt, though. Yeah, it would still hurt. Um, I mean, think of the children. Yeah, and, and of the pleasure piece. The pleasure <laughs> piece. He the just called piece, it that. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at the development part to see here. It took them 10 months to make this game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, even though apparently on Shaq News it is stated Mortal Kombat was created by Midway Games in only five and a half months as a competitor to usually popular Street Fighter 2. But right. Ed Boon said that it was 10 months, four people. Him as program. Four people, wow. Yeah, Tobias and John Vogel were the artists, and Dan Forden was the sound designer. And Toasty! Ed Boone was the, the programmer. Yeah. I think, I think, didn't it have its, not its origins, but like, there was some digitized midway football game 
that inspired them to to start using fully digitized graphics for for Mortal Kombat? Uh, and it was all Ed Boon. Like all the players were Ed Boon. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't see anything about it. Um, Look, see see if there are any midway football games that come up in that wiki page. But I I remember reading that like that was their first kind of experiment with uh, digitized graphics. The only and like we should do this for like a whole game. The only football game I can think of that um is that was a football game that came out around that time was Super High Impact Football. That mm, but I don't I, I don't really remember it that much. I'm trying to find it. It's not in wiki. I tell you that much because I just typed it in and it didn't. I, I went to Midway Games and let me search Super High Impact. Yeah, it doesn't have a wiki entry. Does High Impact Football have an entry? No, neither does. Um, I'm going to image.google.com it, and I spelled com, C-O-O-M. Nice. Cool. Let's see. Nope, because that does not look digitized. No. Um, Google is our friend. Google. I mean, Football, yeah. Midway, Ed Boon, digitized. <laughs> the only other game is NFL Blitz, and that came out after. Right. Um, okay. Oh, it is High Impact Football. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, let's see. Using digitized graphics for the first time, the movements of the player on the field were actually d- digital representations of the game's developer, Ed Boon. <laughs> <laughs> so he was doing all the moves. Yeah, let's see. Um, it's hard to tell, and for those who are listening, obviously they can't see the link that I'm about to send, but uh, I am sending Al a link so that he can see. It's hard to tell that it's Ed Boon. It's hard to tell that it's digitized in the first place, but it is. Um, yeah, because yeah, this game I think... was like really kind of... Um, like The graphics were really small. The people were tiny. Yeah, but they were digital. In I wonder the if they have a YouTube video of YouTube... They probably do. Let's see. High impact football. Oh, and they have super high impact football too. Oh. Um, super high impact football arcade. High impact football arcade review. <laughs> um, main play super. Let's see. All right, I'll look at the review, but I'm gonna turn the volume down because apparently it says this review gets loud, but for good reason. This review gets loud. Okay. So while you're looking at that, um, anything more on Mortal Kombat, or do we have memories about two? <laughs> um, really quickly. Well, I think besides that, the fact that it was much better, I think that two as a video game. <laughs> do you think that we would talk about two like on its own, or do you think it would be suitable to talk about it now? Say again. Do you think it would be suitable to talk about two now, or to talk about two uh, in its own segment? Maybe we talk. Maybe maybe we save it for next week or or some other segment. Give it its proper due. Yeah, maybe we can get Pete on on that one. Uh, PD Pablo with this his game mad choppy. <laughs> the but high impact. Yeah, but it's definitely digitized. And people weren't that small. Oh, okay. But this is regular high impact football too. But it's funny. This game is like literally it's blitz, but played from the side. Ah, so like it's got the same mechanics and. Uh well the it's got the same kind of like play um calling where like if you call the proper play that matches the uh the like the, if the defense calls a proper play that matches the offense it uh-huh. it completely destroys the play you can't you can't do the play 
and usually it's like a blitz or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think I want to play that then. <laughs> I'd rather just play Blitz, which I've never played in my life. So I don't know why I'm saying that. Well, it's the exact same game. Just right. better graphics. Just and, better. And, and NFL teams. Right. And Jeff Gershman kicking the pants out of everybody who challenged him in yeah. the tournament. Yeah. Uh, let's check the mailbag. We probably have nothing, but I will check it anyways. Did you email us, people? No? Well, then you suck. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mailbag at trygames.net. What's that address again? Mailbag at trygames.net. And what's it for? For mail. Bag ah. at trygames.net. Who are we mailing? Bag at trygames.net. Ah. Us. I was actually looking for us. Oh, uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Same difference at this point. 14 in our inbox. How many are spam? Let's see. All of them are spam. Excellent. Spam Sharon Calvert says... Great watches on sale now. AutoCAD software says now Mailbag can get the latest AutoCAD software products for 80% discount. Oscar Good says run a lot more errands with a Submariner SS watch. Adobe eSpecial says Adobe eSpecials wants to fill your PC Mac with top-rated programs. RS Downloads says RS Downloads can help you make new friends, learn new languages, and you are all going into the trash. Bop up. Hmm. I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia for Xenophobe. I still love that game. And what, pray tell, is Xenophobe? Oh, Xenophobe was like a side-scrolling, um... It was kind of like a action-ish, kind of shooter-ish, kind of action-ish shooter. Where... Okay. <laughs> you had to, um... You take a... It was a three-player game, and the screen was split into three. And you had to run around, uh, with the, the characters and destroy aliens and stuff, and... It was weird. Uh, I'm just going to read the description. This game was unusual in that it split the single monitor into three separate horizontal sections, one for each player. This allowed the players to cooperate, but also allowed the separate players to wander around freely, a feature not found on most cooperative multiplayer games. With most games that allowed multiple players at once, all players were bound by the edges of the screen. That is, all the players had to be in the same general area on the screen so it could contain them all. Because the game featured such high resolution for its time, the split screen didn't detract from the game's graphic appeal. Um, that didn't really tell too much about the game, but in the gameplay section, uh, it says that the game can be played by up to three players, and the goal of each level is to defeat all the aliens before time runs out. Levels may contain more than one floor, and players may use elevators, and sometimes holes in the floor to move between floors to defeat all the aliens. Players can also pick up more powerful weapons and other items to help in their eradication of the aliens. So basically, it's like, um, kill all aliens before time it's runs a D- out. It's a triple DS game. Yeah, it's a, a triple DS. It's, uh, that, that just, like, made me think of uh, triple DS. Triple D- <laughs> What's that? Uh, the encryption uh, code, 3DES. Oh. Oh, sure. Yes. Sorry. Cryptography over here. <laughs> 3D is. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like um, almost like Aliens. It's inspired by Aliens, I would have to say. It was an awesome game. I played it for It's starting years. to sound slightly familiar. It came out for the NES, and um, that's the only thing that was really kind of significant because it came out also for Atari 2600, ST, Commodore 64, Lynx, and Armstrad. Uh, Amstrad. CPC. Which no one knows, I don't know what the hell that is. But, um, it was a really cool game that they haven't really done anything with. 
And I've been images.google.com. Xenophobe. I, I'm curious to see this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have never seen this game before in my entire life. <laughs> it looks like Star Trek. Kind of. Um, There's a dude who looks like Mr. Spock. Oh, yeah? What's his name? Uh, uh, Jump, crouch, left button, right button. Oh, doesn't say. show the person's name. Well, I, I so. think it shows the person's name at the end. So, that is a GameSpot photo. And again, people on the podcast can't see what I'm sending because they can't see our chat room. Right. Um, yeah, this game was fucking awesome. Seeing as we have moved off of Mortal Kombat, I think, uh, and, and nobody has been kind enough to mail us, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with saying that that's a wrap. Primal um, Rage. <laughs> oh, no. I, see, I, I, I wish I could talk about that just to talk about how ridiculous that seemed, but I never played it, so I cannot. <laughs> There's homage to Mortal Kombat in this game. Uh, I thought you said there's an Amish Mortal Kombat for a second. Like, what? Excellent. Um, originally printed in an issue of GamePro in 95, there's evidence to suggest that each character is a tongue-in-cheek reference to a fighter from the original Mortal Kombat. The individual traits, personality, and special moves of each character resemble those of a counterpart in Mortal Kombat lineup. Armadon's power of electricity is like Raiden. Blizzard has freezing attacks that disable opponent like Sub-Zero. Diablo has a vitality where he breathes fire on his opponent, which burns their skin, leaving a skeleton like Scorpion. Talon's aerial <laughs> kick resembles Liu Kang's flying kick. It's all the same. It's all the same. Sauron has moves which produce shadows similar to Johnny Cage. Vertigo fits the lone female character producing ring-shaped projectiles similar in nature to Sonya. Is Final. there a female dinosaur? Yeah. Vertigo. Is that what they're saying? Yes. Uh, oh, finally, the barbaric nature and cannonball move of Chaos is comparable to Kano. And a citation is needed for that, but... Citation needed. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. Citations are always needed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, whatever on that. And the game was tributed in the Game Over episode of Dexter's Laboratory, in which Dee Dee and Dexter play a Primal Rage parody, Primal Fighter. I remember Primal Fighter. Yeah, that was fun. Primal Fighter. Oh, digitized games. Go away. <laughs> Please. Ported to PlayStation 3DO, 32X, Jaguar CD, Sega Saturn. Amiga. This, why why do they keep porting games to Amiga? Who the fuck has an Amiga? <laughs> All of London. Oh, oh that's true. Uh, <laughs> Mega Drive and Genesis. Super Nintendo, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy, and PC CD-ROM. And it's also oh, like in our Midway Arcade Treasures too. Hey, get that Midway Arcade Treasures too, <laughs> So you can finally play Primal Rage. I have it. I didn't know it was in there. Maybe I'll try it now oh, and shit. laugh at it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay. We're going into digitized territory. It's somewhere I don't want to go, so let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, there there are things that we pimp because people do certain things on the Internet. Pimp. Um, such as, you know, grow hair and play guitar. Um, pimp. Camp? Pimp. What? Pimp. Pimp? They pimp? Pimp. pimp. Oh, they pimp. As they say, pimp. 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 Yes. There's your pronunciation lesson in pimping people of the pot, of the Internet. Um, Doink the Clown, yo. What the hell? Doink the Clown. Yeah, uh, sorry. Now I'm on to WrestleMania, the arcade game. You're nuts. <laughs> Doink the Clown. Doink so tell me, where do we find your hair and guitars? xlm2k.blogspot.com What's that again? I didn't hear it. Why not? I don't know. Then maybe because maybe people need to, re- need to hear it repeated because it's awesome. xlm2k.blogspot.com xlm2k2k2k2k2k Dot blogspot.com. Com. You sounded like a Killer Instinct announcer there. Hey! He's like, blogspot.com! Killer combo, whatever. Ultra, we, can t- we can talk about that one day. 
Ultra. <laughs> you can find Pete somewhere on Facebook. Uh, yeah, somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, I believe it's uh, facebook.com slash Pete Jr., I think. Facebook.com slash Riven. Riven, right, yes. <laughs> two L's, two C's. Like, there we go. Two L's, two C's. Oh, oh, eh, uh, and he's not here today. That's yeah. Cool. He's going to um, get mad at you because you made fun of him again. Made okay. him sound like a uh, quagmire. That wasn't supposed to happen. That was involuntary, but okay. It was funny as hell. Oh, what okay. is that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yes, and then uh, drfishypants.com for aquatic medicine. For your fish, and, and for your fish's pants. Mmm, fish pants. <laughs> Itchy. Spy hunter. Spy hunter. <laughs> what? Are you just going back in time? I'm. I'm just. I'm clicking on the list of um, Midway arcade games. So whenever I click on one, I say its name. Oh, <laughs> just click on a random bunch of stuff and just start saying their names. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, don't. Let's get out of here. All right, we're. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we're done. Uh, that's the episode. My phone's still broken. Uh, please email us where? Mailbag at trygames.net. M-A-I-L. Or M-A-L-E. Either works. Uh, send us your comments. Send us your donations. Uh, let's rebooting. We'll probably talk about Mortal Kombat next week. Mortal Kombat 2. Or a Zelda game. Or what else we talk about? NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Or something. So, Mm -hmm. yes. Do email. Do talk. Do uh, listen and uh, get the lily pads out. I don't know what that means, but yeah. All right, so for Al. Cruising USA. Oh, jeez. Cone by Nintendo. For Pete. Okay. I've been your host, Austin. We're gone, gone, gone. We're gone, 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 gone. Stop. Hammer time.